Well, we want to welcome you to this week's episode of Live Transformed. This is episode number 41. What is going on? I'm liking it. Jim, good to have you with us again. Good to be here. What is your favorite thing about today, Jim? My favorite thing, you're talking about today as far as us doing this podcast or just today in general? Today in general. You know, today, you guys have heard me talk about this, how that, you know, for years and years and years, you know, I'd just wake up every day and the first thing I would do is, you know, kind of feel the love of God. That would just be the first thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, after struggling for a a long time with health issues, several years with some really serious health issues, and um, uh, it, it wasn't that I woke up not thankful, but that wasn't like my first thing. I usually, the first thing was pain or the first thing was was how hard it was to to move wow. or to get out of bed or that yeah. kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. So I remember just a, just a few weeks ago, I said, you know something, uh, you know my health is better. That's not the first thing that comes to me, and I, I just kind of said in my heart, I said, you know, uh, I, I want to I want to go back to the place of just waking up and encountering God first thing every morning yeah. again, you know. Yes. And so, my favorite thing about today so far has been that I woke up this morning and and encountered God and. And uh, just immediately went to my heart zone and communed mm-hmm. with him, you know, for uh, for a while. And, uh, you know, that's just, I, I, you know, there's a scripture that God uses to talk about us. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. And I don't remember where it is in the Song of Solomon. And he says something like, "The you know, the minute I saw you, you know, like I was... I, I, my 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 eyes were were ravenous, you know, towards you, and mm-hmm. and it goes into that 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 scripture, you know, where we talked about uh, about peeling the bark off the tree. Like I peel the bark off of my heart. I just yes. open my I just yes. one glance of you. I just open my heart up, and and I know this sounds kind of mystical to a person that hadn't been there, uh, but you know uh, that's kind of the effect that me and Brenda have on each other. It's like mm-hmm. it, you know. It doesn't matter if I see her every day. I'm, uh, every day I'm glad to see her. Every day I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad. So I ha- she has that effect on me. So so you know I, I have the opportunity to experience that in life. But you know it is so great that God just whispering in your heart has that kind of effect. Where yes. just immediately you're totally captivated, and immediately, immediately the world outside of you is shut out, and immediately mm-hmm. it's just you and God, and you're connected. You know, like we talked about last week, you're connected in a way where where he kisses you on the mouth and yes. conveys something to you that there are no words to say. So yeah, that, that was my best part of the day so far. <laughs> wow. I, I'm really glad I asked. To be honest, that that's pretty precious. And yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And you know, and I was thinking about this um, one decree I memorized, and it, it just says, I am protected and I'm surrounded. And I just love that word surrounded Mm -hmm. and it says then it says jehovah is um jehovah holds my shield and then it says no wait jehovah is my shield Mm -hmm. and i can he lifts my head up way above my troubles Mm -hmm. and i can look down and and i can look down on the activities my day and order fills the activities my day and just peace fills my heart and that means so much to me because the lord knows how much i love order and i love as much of a free spirit you know, wild thing I am. Mm-hmm. I love order and I love security. And he just makes me feel so safe that he would not just hold my shield, but he would surround me and actually be my shield. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just love that about 
Jesus. And yeah, today when I was walking Winston or Labradoodle in the desert, because that's what I do every day, I did feel like that. I didn't have many words with Jesus, but I felt like, can we just hold hands? Like, can we just walk? Can we just walk and hold hands? And you know, it takes a lot for me to not have words. (laughs) You know, you know, interestingly in in Psalm 23, when uh, it says that, excuse me, I may, I may get a little bit of this just not pinpoint accuracy but psalms 23 where it talks about where he says uh, you know goodness and mercy shall follow me uh-huh. all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever um uh, that that word mercy is a word that the, the the hebrew letter looks like uh it, it looks like being under a shelter and 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 so, so he's talking about something that's under a sh- you know, taking me in under the shelter. Well, okay. The 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 word uh, follow is actually uh, the the word that means to chase somebody down. And so you, you you got this you got this realization there that God is literally chasing us down. That's 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 where he <laughs> that's where he wants to go with us, and. And I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the Hebrew for the word goodness because it 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 gets into something much bigger than than just the general concept of goodness, but but the word house of the Lord. See, house can be the house you live in, or it can be your heart. Mm-hmm. And kind of what that's saying uh, after it talks about all of these names of God in Psalm 23, even though it doesn't directly give the names, it actually gives a representation of every one of the covenant names of God. And so, so you know, this thing about God being your shepherd, God being your righteousness, God being your banner, uh, you know, God being your provider, God being all these things. So is that the concept there, when it gets down to that part, is that God is chasing you so that he can catch you and draw you into the protection of his heart where you can experience all of these names that he that he says he is. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? No, yeah. it's it's actually emotional for me. Like I, I got the visual when you said it and I went to think that he would chase me down. Like the way you just said that really well, really you know, captured me. That kind of goes back, I think we talked about it last week, you know, where you know, you know, man's had an intimacy problem ever since the garden because Adam, the first thing he did was hide from God. He he was afraid to be intimate with God. And so so, you know, from from Adam until now, it hasn't been us chasing God. It's been God no. chasing us. God has been yeah. chasing us to to do these good things in our lives and pour his love on us and and we're running from him. Yeah. But not us. So I just no. want to officially. We kind of started off a little different today, yeah, but I just we want to. Yeah, awesome. we just went with that. But I just want to welcome you, listener. That like our listeners, you're our friends, and we are so grateful that we get to have this time together. And right. we're chasing them. We're, we're chasing. We're chasing yeah. these listeners. To, yeah. To tell them about the goodness of God. Yes. We're trying to chase them down and find them. That's why we're doing a podcast and why yeah. we're on the internet and why we do all the things we do. And that's why you feel led to share this with other friends. Like I know sometimes oh, when yeah. you hear a podcast, if you feel that little inkling, you know what? So this person in my life really would really benefit from this. Just share it. It's so yeah. simple now with technology. Just share mm-hmm. share the podcast because we know that this is reaching more and more people all the time and we appreciate hearing from all of you. Absolutely. And also, you know, be sure to go back and 
re-listen. And if you've missed some, you know, the podcasts are all there and you can just take some time and and uh, listen to those. And and because this, what you know, what Jim and Audrey have shared this morning, you know, that's what we want for you, you know, f- for you to really wake up every morning mm-hmm. knowing that God is for you that he's pursuing you, and that you can live safely within his heart, that you can really know him and be known by him and know that you're safe. Uh, I think last week's um, podcast was uh, really quite exceptional. Mm-hmm. And so if you did miss that, go back and listen to it. Uh, we, we began to lay just a bit of a foundation uh, with regards to knowing the names of God. Mm-hmm. And in knowing his names, uh, God says, I'm going to reveal myself not only... Am I going to reveal myself? But I'll reveal myself through my name. And so as you get to know his name, it's, it is it is that place of invitation to experience and to know him in that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so true, Bob, what you were saying. And as we started that, I got pretty excited for this week's episode because I really want to delve deeper into the names of God. So, Jim, what are you thinking this morning? Besides well, about experiencing God's love, I really appreciate you sharing that. Well, you know, we, we were we were talking earlier about the the fact, or last week we were talking about the fact that God, the first name He ever revealed, which was so appropriate, was the name Elohim. Mm-hmm. You know, the name Elohim. Golly, there's so many factors to it, but the name Elohim is uh, is what they call a plural unity. And as a really pl- yeah, huh. as, a, as a plural unity, this was the first expression of the Trinity in the Bible. Okay, and, and so you know after you know and then you know afterwards it talks about the Spirit moving the Lord. So you see a plurality of God right off the bat. Another interesting thing about the word Elohim is uh, God has both a feminine and a masculine aspect to His character and His nature. And, you know, the feminine aspect are all those aspects where he care, he nurtures, he cares, he provides. And then the masculine aspect are, you know, he's a creator. He, he, he fights the battle for you. You know, he protects you. And Elohim is uh, uh, the, the masculine concept of God as, as the creator right off the bat. You know, the, yes. uh, we're seeing him as this as this proactive creator who is who is already preparing everything for this for this this family but when you get into the word l which i which i just love the way that that word l uh is that word l has to has to do with several things but with the fact that like we talked about last week that god um is self-revealing and one of the ways he reveals himself is through his name now this becomes incredibly important because in the book of Hebrews, it tells us in the book of Hebrews that that uh, uh, in in this new covenant, in this day when God pours out His Spirit on all flesh and writes the writes all of His law and it's all that it implies on our heart, and uh, then it goes on to say, "For no more shall any man say, Know the Lord, uh, for they shall all know me basically for themselves, from the least to the greatest." Hmm. And he's pointing out this fact that nobody can show you or reveal God to you. It has to happen between you and God yourself. See, we can give people information. Yes. And we're going to give people information today. But that information is meaningless 
until it has been personalized in their own heart and they see what that they they, they, they realize what that means in their real life application and in the quality of their life and in their trusting God and you know all of those aspects of faith and that sort of thing. And, and how I get this in a practical way, because I've had moments, and I'll call them seasons in my life, when I have felt that I'm not connected to God. I have felt like I, I just can't hear his voice. I'm not feeling it. You know, that's just right. the only, there's no other way to say it. I, I'm just not feeling it as much as other times. And I, and I think that you start to feel a block and you feel frustrated and you, you start to get distracted. And I think that one of the more practical things, and this might apply to other, some people more than others, but for me personally, when I get to that spot, it's like if I get to the place of desperation that I need him so bad that I'm done with not being connected. Mm. The way that I start getting connected many times is to pull out a, a piece of paper or anything and just start pouring my heart out, but in a very honest way, like I hate that I don't feel you. I want to feel you so much. I'm coming towards you. This is this is my heart towards you and I'm seeking you. I'm needing you. I'm wanting you. I'm, I'm loving you, but please teach me how to hear your voice. Yeah. Teach me more. Like anything, anything that comes to your head or your heart, just say it. Absolutely. Tangibly put it out loud. That's you making that step towards him when when you're feeling like I want him to reveal himself. Because when you open your heart like that in that vulnerability, he is able to reveal himself that's personal for you because Mm -hmm. he will talk to me different than he'll talk to you. He will use different things. You know, he always uses his scripture, I get that, in worship and all that stuff. But he will be very personal to speak the way that you feel most loved. Yep. You know, if a if you were in a in a, a marriage situation where you started feeling tempted to stray, one of the first things that you would do because because remember the 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 mind always seeks to prove that you're right or to justify what you're doing. So if a person started entertaining cheating, one of the first things that in their mind that would happen would be they would start magnifying the faults of their of their mate that's that start playing down you know the the, uh, the qualities of their mate and they start minimizing them and they would minimize it to the point that they would have this sense of justification to pursue something else mm-hmm. well the same thing happens to us you know you know with god and and if we were, you know, the, the psalmist talks about giving thanks unto his name and abiding in his presence. Well, one of the things that's interesting is when we know the names of God and when we begin to acknowledge the names of God and when we begin to give thanks unto his name, we don't just, we, we don't just uh, abide in a general presence of God. We abide in the presence of God that corresponds to that name. Mm, so, that's interesting. So if I were, uh, so if I were facing a a pain, sickness, or whatever, now as I begin to focus on that pain and sickness in my life, then I need to minimize. Jehovah Rophi, because Jehovah Rophi, that word name means, you know, Jehovah who heals or Jehovah your healer. So when I start minimizing the name of Jehovah Rophi and I start magnifying 
my pain and my sickness, then I, then I stop being able to, to experience the presence of Jehovah Rophi. So, you know, the psalmist says, well, let's magnify the Lord with me. And, and so if I were to start magnifying the name of Jehovah Rophi or mm-hmm. any of the names of God, then it's just like that husband who says, you know something, I'm being tempted to stray. And, and so instead of minimizing his wife's qualities, he would be, start thinking about yes, all the things yes. that, that he appreciated about her. He, yes. he, he might even make a list of all the things that he does, she mm-hmm. does for him and all of her kindnesses. And suddenly he would experience really the presence of his wife's love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and that temptation to stray would go away. Well, see, we have the temptation to really to take the name of the Lord in vain. And, and start focusing on our pain or our sickness to such a degree that we just stop believing that God is our healer. And so, like the psalmist said about magnifying the Lord, but also about dwelling, you know, you know giving thanks to his name and dwelling in his presence, we can immediately start magnifying God in our experience if we know his names. And we start magnifying those names, and that aspect of God starts we start experiencing that aspect of god in greater bigger louder more powerful ways Hmm. it's 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 like the pain of this world is so loud yeah you know that that that's and it's trying to drown out Mm -hmm. you know the truth you know of of god i i i share a lot of times just trying to help people understand that the facts of life are really real I mean, things yep. have been said, things have been done. I you mean, wake up feeling pain? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the facts. But if you're willing to go beyond that and allow the truth to trump the facts of our lives, to allow the truth of who God is, and allow, allow that reality to become yours, mm-hmm. you see, that's that's how we're able then to, to combat, you know, these challenges that we all face because I want the realities of God to truly become mine so that what he says about himself, I want that to be you know, evident in my life. So would you guys say that it's an important thing to um, to know the names of God, especially these, you know, the covenant names that you're talking about, those seven covenant names of God? Do you think it's important to just actually in those times yeah. when you're when you're suffering with facts of life like you're talking about honey the thing is is that you know what today i need you as jehovah jireh like i yeah. need to know that you provide i'm going to go back in times and remember that even though i felt like i was on the edge you came through for me god and you provided i remember that time yeah. and you start to remember the times when you felt provided for yeah. it's like jim jim is saying you know i'm 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 being tempted to stray and to think you that know, the, I will, the I'm not going to have enough. The are so right. strong. The mm-hmm. evidence is so blaring, mm-hmm. you know, that I have to allow him to be my anchor, for he is my truth. You know, from a heart perspective, I think one little, one little sure. variation I would put on what Audrey was saying there. Remember, first of all, hope is in, is, is in the future, mm-hmm. and, but faith is always right now. Right. And and when we enter into our heart zone, we are we are literally connecting to God in the in the eternal sense, which means there is no time. And so so 
in my heart, I never want to put anything with God in the past or anything okay. with God in the future. I want to bring it into the right now. So, you know, while I might very honestly, you know, say to God, you know, I, I need to experience you, say, as Jehovah Rophi, we're, you know, we're using that name right now. Sure. The, the, the truth is, I would very quickly move past that and begin began acknowledging him as my healer right now. If I'm going to involve my heart, then I would begin a meditation process where I would begin meditating on what what do I look like healed? What would I, what do I feel like healed? In other words, you want to bring always bring everything with God into the present tense, mm-hmm. even though the facts of your life may deny mm-hmm. it. Right. And so and so but you know we usually do start from that place of I need, Father, I need to know you today as Jehovah. So, you know, that's usually where we start out. Yes. But, a, yes. but as we're magnifying that name, we're bringing it more into the present tense. You are yes. Jehovah Rovi. You are my, my health, my healing. You know, one of the first uh, heart physics tools, I didn't call it a heart physics tool, but, but one of the first heart physics tools I ever created was the prayer organizer. Mm-hmm. And I taught people how to pray from a meditative perspective. And uh, the very first thing I did in the prayer organizer was, was I took the names of God, the covenant names of God. I connected those covenant names of God to Jesus manifesting and fulfilling those in, in, in his life and death, burial, and resurrection. But mm-hmm. then, I, then I've linked identity scriptures saying that because I was in Christ, that this is who I am, and this is what I have, and this is what I can do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, 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 I always like to, in my heart, I want a straight line between this is who God is, this is how and where Jesus manifested this and showed this character of God, and because I'm in Jesus, this is the scripture that says who I am or, or what, oh, this, cool. what this yes. is for me. And so, so this, this way you're creating a direct line between your identity— through the Lord Jesus to the very character and nature and uh, expressed through the name of God. And then we live out of that identity. That's, exactly. That's where we live our life. That's where our heart beats and yep. y- you know beats and pumps the life of God through us, just knowing that that is my identity. If that's who God is, then that's who I am. But if we don't get it straight with that's who God is, we'll never really get it straight in our hearts that that's who we are. Mm-hmm. So... So, so since all identity comes out of him, so, so you know, when you, uh, what I always did, in, uh, and I, I think I did this in the prayer organizer, you know, I started with one of God's names, uh, a covenant names, which I'm not even sure how to pronounce this. So if you've got people out there that speak Hebrew, you know, it's one thing to read Hebrew <laughs> or Greek. It's another thing to speak it, you know. Right, yeah. Uh, but one of the m- most confusing looking uh, Hebrew names would be like Tskanu. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm not even sure how, how you would say it? that. How do you spell it? Uh, it's like T-S-I-K-E-N-U, something like that. Or T-H-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. I've heard it pronounced Tiskanu. Yeah, I've heard it pronounced every That's why I said on. That's why we're apologizing right now. Yeah. That's right. We're not pretending we know what we're talking about, but you get it. But what we do know about God, we know about God is that he is Jehovah our righteousness. Okay. Mm. Now, one of the reasons the word Jehovah or the name Jehovah is connected to all of these other covenant names of God is 
is among the different meanings of Jehovah. By the way, Jehovah is the feminine aspect of God's character as the nurturer. As, really? That's yeah. Jehovah. I did not know that. I, no, I didn't either until I, you know, dug around and accidentally ran up on it. So you think about as the nurturer, nurturing gets more into what this does for you. Like if you eat food, if you nurture yourself with good, healthy food, mm -hmm. that food produces who you are. Mm. You know, it's not mm -hmm. about, and then what you do always comes out of that, out of the natural strength that comes from nurturing. It's like, uh, 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 or it's like if you nurture yourself with good, you know, good solid input that's encouraging, that builds you up, then that, that, that becomes a part of the fabric of who you are. So Jehovah, uh, one of the more literal translations of Jehovah is he who was, he who is, he who shall be. And so in this name, Jehovah, several things are happening. You know, one thing is this never changes. There's absolutely, you know, in other words, there's never going to be a time that, that, that this is not going to apply. And there's never going to be a time. You know, it's driving me crazy right now with these, with these clowns that are talking about, well, see, you know, times have changed. So really, you know, what God would have considered immoral, you know, a few thousand years ago is different today. No, because his name is Jehovah. And, and his righteousness is based on him being Jehovah. It has never, ever, ever changed. So it's, it's, God doesn't just re require righteousness. I hate to even use that term, but that's how most religious people think about it. It's like God is righteousness, and experiencing God is experiencing righteousness, and so your behavior will become what it needs to be, the, the, you know, mm -hmm. the external factors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... And, and that process happens through Jesus, who obtained the righteousness of God. And because we have believed on him and been baptized into him, we are his righteousness. Now, when you stop and think about the word righteousness, and there's, there, there's various subtle meanings to righteousness, but in basically righteousness, I mean, we all know that it has to do with a moral and ethical character. It has to do with spiritual quality, but kind of in the very practical realm, righteousness is as it should be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you stop and think, if, if, if God is Jehovah Rophi, then healing, healed is how I should be. Mm -hmm. If God is Jehovah Shalom, then living at peace is how I should be. Mm -hmm. If God is Jehovah Jireh, then having my needs always met is how it should be. Now, see, we look at this from a very linear intellectual concept of cause and effect, and we don't even have the language to describe this, but it's more about, it, it, instead of me trying to be righteous, it's more about the fact that I am righteous, therefore I, I live righteous. I am as I should be in my life and my behavior and the way I think and what, and so and so all of this until we take the names of God into our personal identity, then they're just then it's just information. It's and not even it it's not even so about personal. us. You yes. want now? Yes, because it, that's when it gets so personal. Now, just help me. This is not a, a statement. This is more of a question. <clears throat> 
When I have, um, there's certain parts of my life that I have worn what I call a cloak of shame. In other words, mm. this shame <laughs> cloak that I have worn is an invisible cloak that says, um, because this happened to me or because I did this, I am this. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not enough or I am alone or I am overlooked. I'm talking about just different ways people feel. And so I wear this third, I am unlovable. Mm-hmm. I am undesirable. And so when I think of righteousness, I think when, for me personally, when I experience, um, when Jesus basically said, will you see your, he asked me a question, Audrey, are you willing to see yourself the way I see you? Mm-hmm. And when I said yes, then I feel like the shame had no place in there. Right. It dropped off, and I felt like he clothed me in his righteousness. Like, I mean, we can use different words to represent. Of course, yeah. he is my righteousness, but it just helps me to, to see myself clothed in his yeah. beautiful, pure, completely perfect robe of righteousness because I don't deserve that, but I'm going to choose to wear that, and that's it, it just completely cancels out all shame. Do you, right. do you feel that righteousness and shame are, are related in that way, or is that just the way I experience I think it? That, I think that righteousness and shame are very strongly juxtaposed one against the other. Yes. But I think there's – I think shame – see, uh, where I've had to deal with shame most of, mm-hmm. most of my life, you know, I grew up poor, mm-hmm. had to work really hard, you know, to – to come out of the the life that I had and the life that my family had, and uh, and uh, you know my mother was an incredibly hard worker and supported mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and you know so so I grew up with a strong part of my identity linked to my work ethic, and so even you know even when I was even when I was a druggie, you know I might lay out all night long and get high. And, and, you know, messed up all that. But I, I tell you what I would literally do in the mornings so I could go to work. Uh, in the mornings, I would go in, get home sometimes about 6 in the morning, and I would take, I would take a hit of speed. And I, I would know that before that speed kicked in, I could probably go to sleep. In about 20 or 30 minutes, it would kick in. And I would literally, you know, I, I, I'd just fall asleep and literally – like vibrate out of the bed because of the drug that I had just taken. But the thing was after 30 minutes. Yeah. But the thing was, I'm going to work, you know, I'm, I'm going to go make a living. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pay the bills. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do as far as work went. So what's interesting about that is, is, uh, I, I haven't done this so much in years, but years ago, it's like, if I were to work all night long and say, I decide I'm going to sleep in, you know, so, so I go to bed. And I, you know, I used to do this all the time, you know, when I was when I was young in the ministry. You know, I'd work till four or five, six o'clock in the morning, go to bed, and and then I'd get up at about eight o'clock. But then, every, you know, about once every week or two, I would sleep maybe till nine. If I was laying in bed asleep and the phone rang, I would be immediately overwhelmed with shame that somebody caught me sleeping during the day really oh yeah it was it was horrible and I, and I and I was the same way about sickness you know because you know growing up poor it cost money to go to the doctorate you know and so if, so when I would get really really sick my first emotion would be shamed I was ashamed of being sick mm-hmm. so so but in the broader sense that connects to righteousness because mm-hmm. 
being sick is not how I'm supposed to be. Right. <laughs> so, right. so you know. Uh, and working hard is a wonderful attribute. It, it is, unless you unless you abuse it like I did, you know, which, yeah. I, which yeah. I did abuse it. Yeah. So, you know, the, uh, we get into this thing with the names of God. See, Jesus said in so many words, you in me and us in the Father. And this is why I say you got to draw a straight line theologically, doctrinally, from this is who God is. This is how Jesus manifests this aspect of God's name or God's character. And this is how it's manifest in me. This is what it looks like in me. So, so you know, you're, 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 you're not just... And I'm not I'm not correcting what you said. I'm just bringing a, and I really did ask it as a question. Yeah, I really did ask it as a question. You know, on the one hand, I'm seeing me in, in, in you know in a robe of righteousness. On the other hand, I'm just seeing me as righteous. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, exactly. And and the experience gets beyond the definitions of words. It goes yes. back to that thing we talked about about God kissing you on the lips and convey. Right. You know, you know when when Brenda comes up and and just holds me and kisses me. She doesn't have to say anything. No. I experience what that means. And and honestly, some of these things, there's never going to be the perfect definition for them. There's yes. never going to be the perfect description. They're just going to be so, uh, uh, of course, you know, uh, the, the truth that can be explained is never really the truth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So, you know, I always start with this concept of, of righteousness because, I, because I, I, and we can to the, the attribute of righteousness is pretty much where we connect in our minds to the sense of worthiness. And so if we don't settle this issue of, of righteousness, then it's going to be hard to move on to things like healing, provision, all these other things, because we've got to have this sense of uh, worthiness in him, or else it'll undermine our confidence in these other aspects of, of who God is and who we are in him. Yeah, almost as though we, we take the names of God categorically and, you know, okay, God, you're my healer here, you're, you're my banner here, you're my righteousness here, my you're, here. You're, yeah, mm -hmm. you're my provision here, categorically. And rather than all inclusive, you know, and again, he's revealing himself. I want to express and reveal myself to you in these ways. And I, I, I to experience that as I wrote this down, you know, I experience what that means, you yeah. know, that, that intimate, I experience what that means. And I, I want to know, you know him face to face and i want to experience his kiss that intimacy on my life yeah absolutely okay you know one of the next names of god i really like to focus in on is jehovah roha and we talked a little bit about this in the last podcast you know the lord my shepherd yes <clears throat> and, and you know um Probably one of the things that I've said, uh, many things I've said that have just infuriated people is around around this concept that there's never anything that happens to you that God did not first try to warn you so that you could either avoid it or overcome it. 
Hmm. And, and man, I've had a lot of people get upset with me about that. But um, usually, if I ever do any heart work with them, it doesn't matter what has happened. They can usually go back and identify the very moment when God tried to speak to them about this. And for whatever reason, they didn't listen. They moved on. But, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. In Hebrew, the word hear indicates that you, you can't hear what you're not willing to obey. Right. And so, you know, this gets into this concept of, you know, all through the book of Revelation, you know, the, Jesus is saying, you know, through, through the Spirit of God, he's saying, to him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He doesn't say when you get ears to hear, the Spirit will start speaking. He says, when you have ears to hear, you'll hear what he's already saying. Mm-hmm. And so that gets into that concept that as our shepherd, he is always trying to lead us. Now, when you go to, again, when you go to Psalm 23, you start understanding where he's going to lead us. He's always going to lead us away from lack of any kind. Lack mm-hmm. is, you know, lack is the precursor to all temptation. And so, and so he's always going to try to lead me out of lack and into, into provision. He's always going to try to lead me in paths of righteousness. You know, you know, these people that, that's, Talk about God leading them, and they're doing immoral things or mm-hmm. dishonest things, and 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 it can't be God leading him because he would be denying his name if he led them anywhere other than in paths of righteousness. And again, we you know we talked about and and then there's the green pastures, and then there's the still waters, and then there's the banner, you know, of, of victory, and the table, you know, presenting the tables, you know, you know, before your enemies, and so. And so, you know, and Jesus talked about this very thing that probably in, in, in the, when he spoke it in Aramaic, it probably even went right back to, to things that uh, not only Psalm 23 was referring to, but to what God was talking about Moses, about kind of kissing him on the lips, because he says, look, I'm, I'm the good shepherd, and my sheep know my voice. And, and it, that gets into that whole concept of what I'm hearing is not really a voice. What I'm hearing is more almost more a sensing and a knowing. It's a sharing of communication that exceeds what you can put into words. That's why, you know, words of knowledge are just knowing and speaking in part. You know, a word of knowledge is where I speak something, I put into my English language kind of a, a picture or a concept that God has given me. And and it's only a word because I have to make it fit into my language and my language can't Yes. It can't convey that whole that whole right, picture. Right, right. But we try and we attempt and we yeah. we do our best, but we feel we just sense something. I no. mean so many times people say, Well I don't hear God and I'm like, No, no, no. It's not like when I say I I'm seeing this and even when I say I see something, like I see myself robed in righteousness, that's because I created that as good as I could with the limitations I have in my human capacity, but I, I as much as I know how, I create that image yep. so yep. that I can see it. And I feel like I I I have that privilege and that even that responsibility yeah. to make what is heavenly more tangible to me and as tangible as possible. You know, in the uh, in the old testament there was the assumption that shepherds led their sheep by their thoughts, not by words. 
Really? Yeah. And 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 so 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 you know there there's just this concept that the that the shepherd leads without even having to speak words, and in the Old Testament Hebrew and in the New Testament Greek, you have this concept. And this is sort of what Jesus is talking about. It's like I don't even really have to speak words to you mm-hmm. for you to recognize where I'm leading you, mm-hmm. for you to recognize what you know what I'm influencing you to do because this gets beyond anything that you could know. In election. Now, you will put it in some kind of words in your own mind, and sometimes that becomes the problem, is we have a sense of God leading us. We, tr- we try to put it in words, and then once we put it in words, we stick to those definitions instead of following the sense of, of, right. of, of, where, he's, of where he's taking me. So, but the name of Jehovah Roha is so important to me because, I, see, see, I can't have peace if I don't know for sure that he's leading me. Exactly. I can't. I can't have a sense of protection if I don't have this realization in this sense that He's leading me. So I, I always want to have a picture in my mind of what that looks like. What do I look like following Him? Uh, you, you know, my, actually, there's a book I hope to write soon for the military. You know, I do. I do. We, we do a lot of. Not a lot, but a good bit of work with the military. We donate books to, to the military, and 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 some, we donate some services to, uh, to the military, and, uh, um, but I want to do a book called, in the valley of the shadow of death, hmm. and and, and, it, and it's just wow. and it's just all about being able to follow God through. life-threatening situations what a great title and what a great concept because you know the the idea is here that see i'm i don't even look at stuff around me and go god i know you'll make me strong enough to face that that's a given Mm -hmm. but i also know that if i go to that part of my brain and that part of my thinking the picture now gets on me versus my circumstance Mm-hmm. And so I have to start believing for something that's more of a stretch because believing, you know, what he's going to do in me, that's kind of, a, that gets to be a stretch sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't, I don't even have to worry about that. I, I, I actually, I just kind of have this picture in my mind of an adult walking along and a child walking along. All this child is focusing on is I've got to keep my eye on on my daddy who's leading me so that I'll be sure and, and step where he steps and follow the path. So that child really isn't evaluating the circumstances and the threats and the danger and saying, I'm believing that God's strong in me. It's good to do that. There's nothing wrong with it. It gets simpler than that, though. It just gets down to all I know is he knows the path. He knows where to step, when to stop, when to hesitate, when to speed up. And all I want to do is stay in sync with him and i'm gonna feel safe i love that picture i love the picture of letting us be that child and let he really he really is more than enough and i also love the concept like i feel most love like i know god loves us accurately like bob and i have been really working on when we're helping couples or helping you know i say couples but really it's every person because you can't be in a great relationship until you yourself have gotten to your heart place where the lord is healing your broken heart because when we have a healed heart then we can be in great relationships so when we're with a person it's like we're starting to identify even the core fears of the things that they are in particular um, tempted to to believe you know just that those lies that Mm -hmm. are just based on those core fears 
of, you know, being inadequate and the fear of failure, the fear of rejection. That's just a few of them. But it's so cool that the Lord says, I want to love you accurately, exactly where you're the most scared. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's how a kid is, is like, yep. as a parent, I want to, every, every one of our four kids is so different in what they would fear the most, but yet we get to meet them in those places. We aren't as good as God, but we can meet them in the place and love them where they're needing the most love. And mm-hmm. God does that for us. Like, And so all that to say, wow, when he shows me that he's going to worry about the path and I, no, he doesn't worry, but when he's going to lead, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry. Right. When he leads... I don't have to worry of fear of the future. I don't have to worry about that because I can feel his nudge. I can feel his smile. And not only does he lead us with intensity, he's not that dad that's got this firm grip on your shoulder. No, we're going this way. No, 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 no. This is a, this is, you just described a very beautiful, um, fun, like, um, I don't want to say casual, but you know that word just peaceful, childlike. enjoyable, mm-hmm. childlike moment where mm-hmm. you know what? I really do have a dad that really mm-hmm. loves me, and there's yeah. nothing more precious to me than that. Yeah. I, th- I think we've got more names than we do time today, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we'll just have to continue uh, on our next episode. But let today, you know, for all of us, um, you know, just take a moment and pause and begin to... Uh, Acknowledge that I am that childlike one, and mm-hmm. being childlike is being a dependent one. Yeah, and I'm dependent on Him, knowing that you know He will lead me. You know, take time and read uh, the 23rd Psalm. You know, between now and and this next week that we're going to be you know together again, take time to read it through. A lot of times we think, oh yeah, I know that one. No, just take some time, read it through, meditate on it, because He wants to lead you. You know, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have no need to fear. You know, we want to be those dependent ones because not only have we seen the face of God, Mm -hmm. but we're experiencing his kiss on our lives. Yeah. So, Lord Jesus, I pray for our listener right now. And I pray that they will be able to take a deep breath and just say, thank you, Father, that in my weakness, you are made strong. And that, that you, you are my father, you are my shepherd, you are my righteousness. And I want to experience you w- completely personally where you, where I'm scared the most, that's where you want to love me. So yeah. I open my heart and surrender myself to you again and again, because I am willing, I am willing to obey here so that I can hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Good. Amen. All right. Amen. Hey, thank you everyone for allowing us to be a part of your day. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know we started out this one with saying, "Hey, how was your day, Jim?" Yeah, and it, it was starting? like, "How was the best part of it?" Yeah. So thank you for letting us be a part of that, and be sure, you know, let us know. You know, just communicate back to us how these podcasts are helping you, and always remember that you can share them with those who are around you. And I also want to say that you can go to livetransformed.com and you can, I, I think one of the great, one of the heart exercises, the heart physics that Dr. Jim Richards has really helped me. One of my favorite uh, heart meditations is I Believe in God and that's available there as well as heart physics so you can learn how to get mm-hmm. into your heart zone. Jim, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Love it. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.